Today is Friday, September 23rd, 2022. This is the Lincoln KY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spalding. On today's episode, Davu Park Overlook to be refreshed in honor of local business government leader. NKU professor talks cybersecurity in election process as part of speaker series. Covington Company focuses on saving lives, bettering community. And with election day getting closer, we wanted to know, do yard signs actually work? The Lincoln KY Daily Headlines podcast is sponsored by CVG Airport. CVG Airport has been serving the community for 75 years, and to celebrate this special milestone, the airport is inspiring travel once again with a year-long travel dream sweepstakes. Every month, one lucky winner is chosen to receive an airfare voucher with one of CVG's many airline partners to help make their travel dreams come true. You can learn more about CVG's 50-plus nonstop destinations and enter for a chance to win at cbgairport.com slash cbg75. Davu Park Overlook to be refreshed in honor of local business government leader, reported on by Kenton Hornbeck. After Dries Holmes chairman and former Kenton County Judge Executive Ralph Dries passed away in March of last year, his daughter, Barbara Dries Jones, searched for a way to properly honor his legacy. At Tuesday night's Covington City Commission meeting, Dries Jones presented her idea, funding and renovating the Davu Park Overlook, the popular regional destination where visitors enjoy sweeping uninterrupted views of the Cincinnati and Covington skylines and the Ohio River. The project is dubbed the Davu Park Memorial Overlook Enhancement. The item was placed on the consent agenda for next week's regularly scheduled legislative meeting, indicating likely approval. In 2003, Ralph Dries came before the commission to propose the idea of building and donating an event center to Davu Park in commemoration of the Dries Homes' 75th anniversary. One year later, the Dries Pavilion opened its doors. Since its completion in 2004, over $6.3 million has been invested in Davu Park through the proceeds from Dries Pavilion. The five points of emphasis for the Overlook Enhancement include adding permanent signage for the Dries Pavilion, adding a connecting sidewalk from the roundabout drive to the Dries Pavilion, and moving the flagpole to the roundabout, improving the aesthetics of the ADA ramp, picnic area, and viewpoints from the parking lot, the roundabout, gazebo, and the pavilion, adding engaging swings and convenient seat walls to take advantage of the view and the pavilion, adding a commemorative plaque honoring the life of Ralph Dries. The project will be funded by the Dries Homes Foundation. Dries will also oversee the project and will be in charge of its construction. NKU professor talks cybersecurity and election process as part of speaker series, reported on by Grace Tierney. Computers and election systems have introduced both new features and new risks to the electoral process, said NKU professor and director for the Center of Information Security, Dr. James Walden, at a meeting Wednesday evening. The meeting was part of an NKU speaker series called Six at Six Community Lecture, intended to connect the campus and community. Because Tuesday was National Voter Registration Day, Wednesday's lecture was focused on voting. To avoid vote tampering, voting machines must be configured with ballots for each election typically via a memory card or USB drive, Walton said. The United States typically leaves voting machine choices up to the counties and states. This makes, for example, hacking a U.S. election difficult 
because you would have to know each county in each state's voting machine and how it works. Voting machines are PCs, and most of them are run through Windows, Walden said. Microsoft patched 1,212 vulnerabilities in 2021. These machines do not get regular security updates as they're usually powered off in a warehouse and must be recertified when the software changes. That's where the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, comes into play. They are responsible for securing federal networks and systems along with protecting critical infrastructure and coordinating with states. CISA has a library of documents on how to secure elections and many election risk profile tools. They often do cybersecurity assessments and get alerts when disinformation occurs. States are graded like a normal A to F scale, Walden said, when asked how states are ranked in terms of securest voting systems. Some of the states that received an A were California and Massachusetts. Kentucky, however, received a D. Walden also noted that the best election so far in terms of cybersecurity was in 2020. Covington Company focuses on saving lives, bettering community, reported on by Melissa Reinert. On a cool fall day in 1999, Edward Wimmer IV was training for his first marathon. His young feet pounded against the charcoal pavement, his eyes focused on the view ahead. Then suddenly, he was nearly face-to-face with a King Kong-sized black pickup truck. Before he could think, Wimmer's reflexes kicked in, he jumped out of the way, and landed in a ditch. My thoughts were mostly, that truck almost clobbered me, and maybe a few expletives, Wimmer, now 45, of Lakeside Park said. In the moments after the near miss, my thoughts wandered to, what if I had been hit? And Dad was right. Earlier that fall, as Wimmer began training for the marathon, his father, Edward Mike Wimmer III, worried about his son logging all those miles and reminded him to be safe. He even suggested that Wimmer carry an ID so that he could be notified if Wimmer had an accident while training. Of course, I dismissed that suggestion, Wimmer said. I thought, what could possibly happen to me while running? So there I was, in a ditch, on the side of the road, having nearly been hit. From that ditch, my father's suggestion to carry ID started to make a tremendous amount of sense. I typically say jokingly and half-serious that this was the first time in my life that I had to admit that my dad was right about something. The incident left Wimmer unsettled, so he developed an idea for a wearable ID. A few months later, in his father's basement, he and his dad launched Road ID, a company that is now a leader in athletic identification. They also offer wearable dog IDs and health IDs. To us, Road ID has always been far more than a business, Wimmer said. We are on a mission to save lives and make a difference in the world. We also provide peace of mind and fuel adventure. Locally, they've partnered with the city of Covington to plant trees in the community, co-sponsored the Covington Beer Mile, supported Tri-State Trails, and participated in Covington Cleanup every year since 2018. According to Wimmer, this community involvement is also a big part of Road ID's purpose. We often say that we're a purpose first, then who, then what company, Wimmer said. With Election Day getting closer, we wanted to know, do yard signs actually work? Reported on by Robin Gee. It's electioneering season, and there's a new crop of signage popping up in northern Kentucky yards and lining streets. In 2015, a study led by Columbia University's Donald Green and other researchers found that yard signs can have a small effect. In four randomized field experiments, researchers placed campaign signs on both public and private lawns. 
Each experiment used signs for a different candidate, including a congressional candidate, a mayor, a county commissioner, and a less traditional campaign sign directed against a gubernatorial candidate. The researchers found that, while the percentages were small, the signs did have an impact on the outcome. One of the study's authors, Alex Kopik, told Politico, We were surprised by these findings because the conventional wisdom is that lawn signs don't do much. They're supposed to be a waste of money and time. Many campaign consultants think that signs preach to the choir and not much else, Kopik said. Research on the topic is scant, he said, probably because most of the research is done on major races. In large state and federal races, election signs are a drop in a very large bucket when compared with the cost and impact of television and social media advertising. Sign location can make an impression as well because it creates a potential association, either good or bad, with the individual or business where the sign is located. Seeing a sign in the yard of a neighbor or local business, said Northern Kentucky University political science professor Ryan Salzman, might make them think a little longer or harder about a particular candidate. Of course, there can be the opposite effect as well. A sign in the yard of someone with whom you disagree politically would make a different association. Yet, even that offers the benefit of name recognition. Someone running as a candidate for a party has the benefit of the cues associated with that party, but for nonpartisan races, having name recognition can be even more important, he said. With all that said, Salzman noted yard signs can help, but they don't always translate into votes. He noted a recent race where he saw signs all over for a candidate who actually lost significantly. I'm reminded of what one state rep said in talking to them about yard signs. They said, yard signs don't vote, people vote. And those are the headlines we are following for Friday, September 23rd, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast is published Monday through Friday and can be heard on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to subscribe and share. Have a comment for Link NKY? Email me, mspalding at linknky.com. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening around Northern Kentucky, visit linknky.com. Enjoy your weekend.